Welcome to another episode of the Special Strength Fitness Podcast, where we break down the psychology, fitness, and nutrition strategies you need to know to successfully transform your life. My name is Imtiaz, and in today's episode, we're going to be looking at the five things I learned about fitness as a parent, and the five strategies you can use today to incorporate a healthy lifestyle for you and your family. And I think this is such an important topic because if if we can encourage more parents to get into health and fitness and nutrition and do it right, that impacts the children and what the children learn. And that, in fact, impacts the next generation and the generation after that. It all has to start somewhere and it always has to start with a parent. One of the things that I see so commonly is parents push their kids into all these different programs at school, different sports, different activities. And that's wonderful. You want the kids to be exposed to as much variety and activity as possible, as early as possible. But then you look at the parents and you realize, well, all they're doing is working their nine to five and coming home and living a sedentary or semi-sedentary lifestyle. Uh, The example that they're setting for these kids is not optimal, not just in terms of what the kids are picking up just by watching the parents live that sedentary lifestyle, but also by the way the parents are going to age over time. And and, and I experienced that myself, to be honest. You know, my father, uh, he was an athlete back when he was a, a younger man. And I was lucky enough uh, from a very young age to watch him play these sports that he liked to play, you know, badminton, table tennis, cricket. uh, And I still remember like it was yesterday how, you know, he would just play hard. Like he was an athlete's athlete. He would go for it. And I loved it. And he was known as a good athlete. And later on in my life, that informed my drive to play sports and get involved in physical activity because it, it was just, you know, it was normal for me. It wasn't out of the norm to be so active and involved in these extracurriculars. And that involvement in, in sports has paid off so many dividends in my life, you know, starting from learning how to react a, 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 and adjust to situations, learning how to work with a team and working towards the same goal together, learning how to discipline myself to stay on track with my training so I, I can compete at the highest levels, learning how to compete and win gracefully and lose gracefully. You know, so many other things in life, so many life lessons I learned because I got involved in sports and athletics from a very young age. And it left an imprint on me that I'm thankfully able to pass on to a lot of people nowadays. So the thing with parents, you know, when you become a parent for the first time, there's a very dramatic change in your lifestyle. There are a few key things that change from before being a parent to after that absolutely affect how fitness fits into the puzzle that is your life. You know, when you have a child in in your life and as they grow up, one of the very first things that happens is your priority changes. Okay, And I'm not just talking about health and fitness. This is across the board. Most parents will agree that as soon as they have a child, it's no longer about just them and what their life is like. It's about the child. They start prioritizing everything around what the child needs, what they are going to be best served by, from career changes to living situations to the time they spent doing certain activities. That change in priority is very difficult to navigate because the early years when a child is growing up is a learning experience for parents, especially first-time parents. It's a very unique experience that you can't emulate until you're in it. So that shift in priority definitely impacts how much time you're you're able to give to fitness. And, and that takes me to point number two, which is your time as a parent is restricted. You can no longer just go out for hours and hours uh, to the gym or to socialize there and work out there, or you can't just take off and, and, and go on dates and what have you. The, the, your time is very much locked down. 
And it's interesting to me that, you know, we're not taught these things. We're not taught that, hey, listen, when life changes like this, you need to make different decisions. Nobody really talks about this. And I'm surprised because it seems obvious. If you can help the parents manage their priorities and time and work around that to still be active and be involved in fitness and and nutrition in a good way, they're just going to pass it on to the children. We're just going to make the next generation a better generation when it comes to making sound health choices. Okay, point number three. As a parent, especially a young parent, sleep is optional. Every single parent out there knows what I'm talking about. You no longer have time to sleep because your kids demand attention, especially at the younger stages, you know, when they're up until they're about four or five or whenever they settle into a steady rhythm. Your sleep is just a temporary closing of the eyes. You're not really resting because every sense in your body is paying attention to, you know, what the kids are doing. Are they sleeping okay? You're sometimes staying up to make sure they're breathing right, right? Depending on your situation. But the point remains that sleep becomes an option, not just a mandatory requirement. And I remember when I first became a parent, I went through this phase that lasted probably a good two and a half years where my sleep was just non-existent. I'd come home from work. And at that time, I used to work a night shift job, so that didn't help matters at all. But I'd come home from work, and I remember immediately holding the the kids because, you know, my partner needed her, her rest. And after that, you know, you have to go grocery shopping or repair the car, the garage, or what have you, do daily chores. And then by the time you get some rest, you're barely sitting for a couple of hours before the kid, you know, the baby's crying again. And, you know, you are going to get up and help, even if your partner's taking care of the child, you know, as a parent, you just get up and you do it because that's what happens. You change, right? Like I said, point number one, it's no longer about you. It's about this little human being who's in your life now. And that, as you guys know, you know, sleep becoming optional is a a dramatic change. It will affect every single facet of your life from how you behave, your mood swings, to uh, how your body reacts to the same stimulus. So if you continue to train the same way you did before you became a parent, your body will break down, right? Because you're not getting the adequate sleep and rest to rebuild. If you didn't train before you became a parent and sleep becomes an option, then you keep piling on the extra body fat, the extra body weight, and the stresses keep piling on without an outlet to let them go. So that also becomes a bit bit of a massive issue that if unaddressed will lead to further problems down the line. Point number four, you know, as a parent, nutrition takes a lot more planning. If you want to eat right, if you want to eat a balanced, healthy diet, it's no longer just, hey, I'm going to go to the kitchen and prepare something that I know is is healthy, it fits in my diet, I like it, and good to go. You're thinking, okay, what are the kids going to eat? What am I cooking for them? Well, okay, unless I want to stay in the kitchen for four to six hours, I need to find a way to plan. So when I'm preparing the kids' food, I'm also preparing my food. Now, of course, this gets a little easier when the kids get older and they're able to eat the same kind of foods you do. But at the same time, for anybody who takes their fitness and training seriously and wants to achieve a specific goal, uh, most commonly these goals end up being you know, putting on muscle or, or dropping body fat or body weight, uh, you are definitely going to need to plan your nutrition a lot more and ahead of time because you just will not be able to dedicate that much time in the kitchen right? Unless you're staying at home, that that's a different story. But the assumption we're working with here is most parents are working a nine to five job. And usually both parents are working nine to five jobs. And in that case, it's super easy to start turning towards the McDonald's, the KFCs, the Tim Hortons, the, you know, outside food, rather than making responsible choices and planning ahead at home. So you can do nutrition preparations for yourself and the family. So that definitely is another factor there.
And point number five, um, you don't realize this until you start seeing your kids emulate what you're doing. But fitness and nutrition become so much more important as a parent because the children are emulating and learning everything that you do, right? In my house, anytime I bring my workout mat and put it on the floor, immediately, no matter what she's doing, my daughter gets up and it's like, Daddy, where's my workout mat? It's workout time. Where's my workout clothes? <laughs> and and she'll she'll be as specific as to come down to the, the type of clothing that I wear. You know, like I tend to wear workout tights and then you know, shorts on top or pants on top of that. Uh, and she's like, okay, so where are my workout tights and where are my workout clothes? Like she's mimicking, copying the things she sees. And you start realizing that like if I display these behaviors and if I establish these patterns right now, this is setting them up for success in a way that I can never talk them into. Right, the the doing of the thing is so important because they just pick up on that automatically. I don't have to lecture them. I don't have to convince them. They're just doing it. And by doing it this early and at this age, as they grow up, to them, a fit lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle, you know, being active regularly is just going to be part of the norm. It'll be second nature, and that's the best case scenario because if you prepare the next generation like that then they are more likely to prepare the generation after them like that, and so on and so forth. You pass it forward. So it's so critical to make sure that you take care of your health and fitness as a parent. I, I cannot stress this enough. You know, in my culture, and, and I come from Southeast Asia, that's my background. You know, I come from a country called Bangladesh. And uh, for reference, for anybody who doesn't know where that is, you can Google it, but it's basically a small country next to India. So we're kind of part of that same general region. In, in my culture from back home, uh, the the whole idea of being healthy or fit and, and eating well when you're a parent is almost non-existent. I mean, it's making a slow shift nowadays because of, you know, all the movies and movie stars who are getting into it in that part of the world. But uh, parents being into health and fitness is such a foreign concept and, and was such a foreign concept for my parents and their generations, you know, coming in that it's really a disservice that we don't promote that more often. And you see that now in, in people of my generation. You see, you know, those of us who are fortunate enough to get into sports at a young age, we were thankfully able to maintain some semblance of good health. Whereas those of us who were not into physical activity and never picked it up and never bonded with it the way we did, you know, they generally tend to have a lot more lifestyle and health-related issues that are caused because of the cultural way they eat and then the certain lifestyles they have was a lot more sedentary than it really should be. And uh, it really goes to show that, you know, it's so, so important to educate the parents. It's so important. So on that note, what I want to do today is I want to give every single parent out there a few pointers on how they can incorporate health and fitness into their lives so their children can benefit. And not just that, they themselves can benefit. You know, when you are healthy and when you are fit and when you eat a good balanced diet for your lifestyle, you are going to be better at every single thing you do at work, in your relationships. Your, your self-talk with yourself is going to be healthier. Every single thing benefits if you have good health. Remember, there are two things that we don't make more of. One is time. You cannot make more time. And the second is your health. Okay. Once you pass today and you go into tomorrow, you will never have the same capacity for health as you did today. Every single day 
is a general gradual decline after a certain point in time. After you become an adult and a certain point in time, after you hit the peak of physical development possible, your capacity of physical development starts diminishing as time goes on and you get older. And that's a fact of life. A lot of people don't like to think about this, but this is a fact of life. So if you think of it that way, it's easy to see why it's super important to take action now. It's super important to make sure you take that step today. You do something starting today so you can maximize the amount of health that you have, the amount of vitality that you have, which in return will pay off in every single aspect of your life. All right, so with that in mind, let's go over five things you can do as a parent to make sure you are following a healthier lifestyle and maximizing the life that you can live and what your children can inherit from you by watching you follow these steps, okay? Number one, let's talk priorities. This is a hard one because as a parent, you're almost hardwired take your kids as priority number one. And, and I'm not suggesting that should change. But I'm suggesting that part of keeping your children as your top priority is understanding they learn directly from you up until a certain point in their life. You know, no matter whether they go to school or not, what they see you do at home is what they replicate, what they, what they enshrine, what they suck inside of themselves. And then that's what grows in them. So make it a priority to do something active every single day. Now, it doesn't mean you have to work out every single day at the gym or, or you know, do something specific every single day. It just has to be something active. And, and you have to make that a priority just as much as you make going to work a priority or, or you know, make, making sure your, your relationships are healthy a priority. You need to put this in writing. You need to put this in your agenda, your daily planner, whatever you use. But make that a priority to be active every single day. Some of the things you can do if you don't have a workout today and you know you want to stay active today, go take a flight of stairs. Whether you live in a house or a building, you have stairs. Go take a flight of stairs a few times. Get active. Go play outside with your kids for, you know, more than five minutes. You know, it's 10, 20, 15, whatever. Pick a timeline that where you actually get a bit of an activity in and, and your body has to challenge itself to keep up with the kids. You know, go uh, build something like a snowman, or go in the garage and work on a car, whatever your activity happens to be, be physically active, something that challenges your body to move around. Make that a priority. The most successful people that I know, both internationally and in my real life, you know, locally, they make their health and fitness a priority. This is something that I struggled with so much, so much after after having my first uh, first child. And and I remember just struggling, thinking, man, I, I'm an athlete, I, I'm a coach, like this is not something that should be hard for me. But you have to mentally focus and make these things priorities in your mind, you know, staying active every single day, doing something towards that every single day. Point number two, time management. So remember I said as a parent, your time is very restricted. Like, you know, kids take up a majority of the time, they need a lot of uh, attention and care. You need to manage your time. And that means, and here's the catch, that means setting aside time to plan your time management. So I do this uh, almost on a three-day rotation. So I'll go three days and then I'll sit down with my schedule again and kind of look at it and figure out, okay, where can I make this more effective and efficient so I can make sure I have time to do my workouts, to make sure I have time for my meal planning, to make sure that, you know, I have time to mentally just walk away from everything for a second and mentally relax and decompress. 
that time management, even if it's an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever you take to do it, it's so critical because if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. And that saying holds true. So parents, please take at least an hour out of your week, just one hour minimum week to plan your days, to plan your weeks, to plan your time and revisit them often so you can adjust as the days go on. Because life is not a constant. Life is going to change. So you better be ready to change with it. Point number three, let's improve our sleep. Now, I'm I'm under no illusions here. Parents don't get the sleep that they deserve or that they probably need. Uh, for a little bit of of the time, you know, as the kids are young. But you have to understand, this is tying back to the first point again. If you want your kids to be your priority, you need to be your priority first. Like it goes without saying, if you are broken, you cannot help them. If you are broken, you are going to suffer in every aspect of your life, work, relationships, uh, goals you have. And that's going to transfer over to your kids. I've seen it time and time again. I've experienced it myself. And, you know, like it's it's a universal truth. If you don't make yourself that priority, your kids are not really your priority because you're breaking the machine that's going to be taking care of them until they're adults, right? So that's sleep. Let's talk about sleep. It's so, so important. Even if you don't get a full seven, eight hours a night because of whatever circumstances, make sure you plan a nap in the daytime. You know, studies have shown that people who tend to take a nap sometime in the day, a short 20-minute nap to half an hour to 40 minutes, 45 minutes uh, in that range, they are far more productive. They're far more uh, awake and their brains are, are working at a far better capacity than people who don't do that. And and I think that has to do with the fact that, you know, human beings, if you look at, if you look at the, the rotation of, of the sun throughout the day and how, how the day changes from, you know, light to dark, I think human beings in general are a biphasic uh, creature. We, we like to sleep in two phases, you know, one obviously at nighttime when it's dark, and another one is a little bit of a charge up and a boost. And I can't exactly remember which study I saw where, where they kind of talked about this, and I'll pull that up if I get a chance. But uh, I know from my own experience and with clients as well, and top-level coaches who coach you know, professional athletes, a lot of them, right after the workout, they're, they're, their athletes are going home to take a nap, to take a rest, you know, take an hour or two and just pass out. Because that's also going to help your body recuperate. It's going to help your mind recuperate and get re-energized. I've experimented with this and I've tried to go just, you know, one sleep a day, which is at nighttime. And then I've done the biphasic style, which is, you know, you sleep at night. And then also during the daytime, at some point, you take somewhere between half an hour to an hour and a half or an hour nap. And I've found that when I take that nap in the daytime, I am far, far, far sharper throughout the day. I, I just, my stress levels are down. My body's doing what it, what I believe it should be doing and, and, and acting accordingly and not bunching up stress and holding on to things. And it's just so much easier for me to process everything and take everything as it comes rather than, you know, be reactive and, and balled up, bunch of stress. Uh, so that biphasic style of sleeping definitely pays off. But if that's not possible for you because your timing is just too tight and you have so much going on, then you really need to focus on, okay, what am I doing before I go to bed? Because most of us waste time before we go to bed on social media, on our phones, on our laptops, you name it. That is a time you can reclaim. Even half an hour there would make a huge difference. That could be the difference between you hitting deep REM cycle sleep versus not hitting REM cycle sleep. So that's super, super critical. 
get focused on your sleep. I guarantee you, you can work as hard as you want, but if your sleep is off and your diet is off, nothing's going to make a difference. Your sleep is a huge, huge component of recovery, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. So let's go guys and girls, let's get that sleep. Parents, come on, please work on that sleep. You would never want your children to sacrifice their sleep, right? You know, and I, I can vouch for this, I always focus on my children's sleep because I know that's where they grow, that's where they develop, that's where they get to process everything. And the more sleep they get, the better for them. So why is it any different for adults? It really is not. It really is not. So parents, get on that sleep schedule. Point number four, nutrition. Okay, so I'm going to give you the strategy right off the bat here. Dedicate a few hours every weekend and a few hours one weekday to meal prep, okay? And I'm not talking put things away in boxes and, and weigh everything. I'm saying, you know what? Meal prep as in plan the next couple of days worth of food and make them in bulk. Honestly, this is one of the best strategies as parents because if you already know that, for example, you have a whole bunch of rice that should cover you guys for the next two days, that's one less meal or two less meals you have to cook on a daily basis. I've seen a lot of families where they cook every single day. And that's fine if you have somebody who's staying at home and they have the time and, and the uh, ability to focus in on the kitchen and do the cooking. But if you're not in that situation, if you are both working as parents or if you're a single parent and you're working, you don't have the luxury of time. And I'm sorry to say, but you're going to have to make some tough decisions about your time. Again, you see how it keeps coming back to point number two, time management. See, uh, me and my partner, when we set aside time to meal prep, usually that's like a Sunday, like she'll do it right in the morning or you know, before the evening hits. And we end up doing another one like roughly on Wednesday because we plan for about two to three days worth of food. It, it, that's the time when we function the best in terms of nutrition. Everything's prepped. We know exactly what kind of carbs and proteins and, and vegetables we're having for the next two days. And after two days, we get to a new meal prep cycle and we meal prep something else to keep it fresh and, uh, and changing for us. So we have a variety of foods. And, you know, the variety on a daily basis, we add in different snacks. Like today might be apple and orange. Tomorrow might be a yogurt and a, and a banana, right? You get the point. You basically add variety through the day as you go in your snacks. But the major meals, like the breakfast and the lunch and the dinner, plan those out and prep them as much as you can on specific time blocks. So we'll take like Sunday 9 to 12. That's our meal prep time for, you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the daytime. Then on Wednesday night, we'll meal prep again for like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then back to Sunday. So that, that, that's a very good way to make sure your nutrition is planned. It's in time blocks, so that's all you're doing in that time. And once you've prepped it and put it away in the fridge or freezer, wherever you plan to do it, it's so much easier. You just go there, grab the food, and you're good. If you want to take it a step further, you can pack it in little boxes. That's what I like to do. I like to mark them for, you know, Monday lunch, Monday dinner. And it works like a charm. It makes meal prepping, it makes following a diet when I'm on a diet phase so much easier. So plan your nutrition. Again, plan your time to plan the nutrition. You have to be masters of your time. And number five, the mental aspect of this game. Being a parent is mentally taxing. I speak with a lot of single parents on a daily basis. And the same story keeps coming up. They're so stressed out because they're taking on so much by themselves. Even parents who have, you know, two parents in the household, even they are stressed out. It's, it's mentally taxing to take care of everything in life, your own schedule and priorities and things you have to do, and children, making sure they're fully fed. That, that's another human being or two or three or four that you have to take care of. It's not easy. So how do you stay mentally sound 
with all of this going on? It comes down to having systems in place. When you have systems, it's easy to stay disciplined because you know, okay, to get from point A to point B, where I want to get to, I just have to follow the system. I just have to follow these steps that I have laid out. And you do them. Just even if you don't feel like it, you know the system's there. So if you do step one, it leads to step two, to step three, and you eventually reach your goal. Okay. So one of the things that I do, 100% I do, is every single night when the kids have gone to bed, I try my level best to get at least half an hour to myself. Uh, I don't care if it's at 9 p.m., 7 p.m., 12 a.m., it doesn't really matter. I need a little bit of time to myself to mentally decompress. What I do with that time is completely up to me. Some days I end up watching some funny videos on YouTube and, and you know, just laugh off the stress. Other days I end up, you know, doing things like recording podcasts. Other days I do things like study. It, 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 it changes depending on the mood, but I know that no matter what, I have that time to myself to really engage with myself and relax. Take the responsibility off for a second, right? And that's so critical. If we don't take care of our mental health, it is extremely difficult to follow any kind of physical training routine and stick to it. If we don't take care of our mental health, it's extremely difficult to follow a diet because that alone is a very stressful process as it is. So please, parents, I know it's hard to take a step back because you're so used to going go, go, go all the time. But you have to pump the brakes once in a while and let yourself recharge. Let your energy recharge. Let your mind take a break. And I implore you, try it out. Once you try it out for more than a couple of weeks, you're going to start noticing that you almost are able to take on more during the day because you know you're going to look forward to the time of the day when you're going to let yourself completely relax and step away from everything. That mental break from everything is critical. It's crucial. I cannot stress it enough. So please make sure you're getting on it. Okay. So I hope that's really given parents out there some good advice on how to incorporate a healthier lifestyle. I did not want to get into the details of, you know, how many calories you eat and how you partition different things because that's irrelevant. If you can't get these surface level things right, then there's no point digging deeper into the into the roots and kind of figuring out the nitty-gritty details. The nitty-gritty details will always fall apart if your surface level big topics like time management, proper sleep, you know, prioritizing yourself, making sure you get a little bit of a mental break and planning that nutrition out, planning the time out for that. If those aren't taken care of, then the, the details don't matter. The details will not work for you. They will not be sustainable. And it's just not a path to success. All right, guys, and that's all the time we have for today. I hope those things really helped you, especially if you are a parent. Please take these uh, points that I've given you, utilize them. The knowledge does not work if you don't work. If you don't put the work in, it does not make a difference. So please use this information, make an effective change in your life. And until next time, take care of yourself, stay strong, be kind to one another. I'll see you then.